Don't turn it off now. You need this stuff. Tampa Bay's Tantalk Radio Network. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hey guys, this is Robert from Nostalgic Rating Cars, and you know I dig stuff out of the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Well, I'll tell you what, there's a shop in town specializing in vintage, retro, mid-century collectibles. Everything from toys, games, pinball machines, video games, fashion items, TV lunch boxes, slot cars, models, and more. Bobby, what's the name of that store? The, the Cool shop. shop. Yes, located at 9265 Seminole Boulevard in Seminole, Florida. Give them a shout, 727-201-9489. TheCoolShop.com. The you may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car's been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Who scrutinizes every angle of his cases from top to bottom? His name is Tony Rome. Oh, yeah. He's going to be my next case. His clients are both demanding and dangerous. Me working hard enough? Do you notice since I took this job, I've had to turn down two offers to go to bed? And I never want to work that hard again. Never. Frank Sinatra is Tony Rome. Pussycat? Someone's trying to poison her. How do you know? Because he used to be so sunny and full of fun. The sweetest smile. Miami Beach is his scene. The high spots. Don't you ever sleep in a bed? And the low. I like to buy some of your time. So what? It's 20 for starters. Some kind of a nut? You shouldn't be undressing in front of him. Tony Rome's women are too fast. Don't tell me she hired you to find out how far it went between us. Uh, how friendly were you? Well, she walked into a bedroom and she found us together in a clinch. 
I guess you could say I was a pickup. I could. But I wasn't hustling, if that's what you mean. I'd do just anything to get it back. Just anything. I appreciate what you're offering, sweetheart, but I need the money more. But Tony's horses are too slow. Honest to God, you're hopeless. Do you know who that was on the phone? Mm-hmm. My bookmaker. This is supposed to be a police station. How do you think it looks, a bookie using our main switchboard? The action's so fast. It's a wonder Tony Rome stays alive. Look out! Look out! And single. Frank Sinatra is Tony Rome. Ring-a-ding-ding-ding. Hi, I'm Dennis Cage from My Classic Car, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers in Google Tant, talk1340.com, and you can see us live. Here in the studios in downtown, sparkling Clearwater. Good evening, Bobby. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Yeah, well, okay. So uh, run your computers and Google our website, which is GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Boy, I got that goofed up again, too, didn't I? You know what happens when I sit there and I say this and I do my run? I got it all memorized. But then if I stop and think about it for a second, it's kind of like I just got interrupted. I'm going, uh, 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 lost my train of thought. Okay, so here we go. Let's do this one more time. The music happens to be the brain here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know what it is, is it's, uh, hey, it's live radio, like we said the last time. But at any rate, yeah, don't forget to check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. If you've missed any of our past shows, go visit the Nostalgic Radio and Cars archive page. You can see all 340-some-odd shows. You know what? We're coming up on seven years in May. That's uh, that's that's pretty spectacular. And we've had some absolutely amazing guests. Last week, for example, we had uh, Pete Brock. we got another very special guest coming on a little bit later today. And a uh, number of major events coming up this week and uh, or in the next couple of weeks. So we're looking forward to that. Bobby, would you like to do the social media honors for us? Absolutely. We are on Nostalgic Radio and Cars is on Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, you had to think about that, too, for a second. YouTube, <laughs> LinkedIn, at Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and on Twitter at NRC On Air. And Gulfstream Motorsports is on Instagram, at Gulfstream Motorsports. Yeah, and uh, yours truly has been uh, somewhat active on it. I'm learning this uh, social media thing and how important it really is. Now, Twitter's all kept up, always. Yeah, yeah, Twitter we do pretty good, because that actually, Twitter is actually one of the easiest, because I can do that, like... Like the other night, for example, I was over at this uh, guy's house, and uh, he was re- just had an amazing collection of vintage guitars. And I called because he had a 67 Mustang, Fender Mustang that he was selling, and I was looking for a 67 Mustang. Again, car guys, here's how this works. Excuse me. <coughs> I have to do that every once in a while. But anyway, so here's what it is. The way it works kind of like is if you're into a certain car and you want original parts. Well, it's the same thing with your guitar. If you're into guitars or musical instruments or whatever you're into, I don't care. You could be into Hasselblad cameras or something like that or Leicas or motorcycles. Uh, the other day, a friend of mine at the, the McDonald's breakfast that we do every Sunday down at uh, on Reddington Beach, he rolled in there. He had a 1972 Yamaha 360 Enduro, and he had a, a, an unusual bike, a 1973 Kawasaki, no, 76, Kawasaki KE100. Now, I was trying to figure out what the KE stood for, but it, basically it's an enduro. It's kind of like a dirt bike. I know I'm getting off tangent here, but what was really weird is in the side cover was, uh, it had an air cleaner on it. And I was saying, I wonder where the carburetor is. Well, actually, the carburetor was built inside the side cover. It's kind of cool. 
And uh, so it had like a direct ram air setup, you could say, and the carburetor was in there, and it was kind of protected. It was kind of neat. You know, a conventional bike, you know, the carburetor is usually sitting on top of the uh, cylinder head. It's got a you know air intake and then uh, an intake manifold. Anyway, so I'm over to this guy's house, and we're looking at these really cool guitars. Now, I tweet that kind of stuff. I tweeted the motorcycle. So I've been learning to do this because what happens is the tweet is a little bit quicker, faster, and uh, it's a little different audience, and it gets kind of a mid-range audience. So I would say, am I, am I right on this, Bobby? So like the 30, 40... 20, 30, 40-year-old guys are pretty much into the tweeting thing. Of course, we're looking for a new audience and new followers and so on, right? Am I close? Yes, uh, Demographics, I do have no clue on. You have no clue? Twitter. But, okay. Um, so basically the way it's explained to me is... Facebook, fa- I can tell you that. But fa- <laughs> Facebook is for the 40, 50-year-olds and older and older and older, and they're not real motivated doing the Facebook thing. It's kind of a casual thing. The Instagram thing, now, we learned something a couple weeks ago when we were up at the uh, Porsche 356 meet. Uh, a lot of guys use Instagram for marketing purposes as well as networking and 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 so on. So it's it's all about networking and getting exposure and getting yourself building a following, building a brand, so to speak. Okay, and our brand is Nostalgic Radio and Cars and Golf Stream Motorsports. Now, but we'll go on to that, Bobby. I think you got something spinning around on the turntable right now. Right now, um, this 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 song goes out to my father-in-law. This is a little tribute song for him. So. Uh, this is uh, his home state. So, uh, hey, you're doing it to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and we got a little Frank Sinatra for you. A little play on the Tony Rome movie, okay? So we're into the 60s thing tonight. So, hey, don't touch the dial. We'll be right back. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. I want to be a part of it. New York, New York These vagabond shoes Are longing to stray Right through the very heart of it New York, New York I want to wake up In a city that doesn't sleep And find I'm king of the hill Top of the heap These little town blues Are melting away I'll make a brand new start of it In old New York If I can
Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt. At the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hey guys, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio Cars, and you know I dig stuff out of the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Well, I'll tell you what, there's a shop in town specializing in vintage, retro, mid-century collectibles. Everything from toys, games, pinball machines, video games, fashion items, TV lunch boxes, slot cars, models, and more. Bobby, what's the name of that store? The, the Cool shop. shop. Yes, located at 9265 Seminole Boulevard in Seminole, Florida. Give them a shout, 727-201-9489. TheCoolShop.com. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car's been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Okay, we're back, and you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And yes, I am your show host, Robert. You know, for years, I always used to forget to do that, and then suddenly, or suddenly, then one day somebody called in and told the board up, said, "Yeah, we listen to the show all the time, but we don't know what the name of the show host is." Yeah, what's the show, and who who, who is he? <laughs> yeah, so uh, then it became apparent that I probably uh, forgot to do that. So I always tell people now periodically, you know, hey, I am your show host, and my name is Robert. All right, here's what's going down. And this next... is Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Yeah. Here's a little shout-out to some of our sponsors here, okay? So a uh, big shout-out to, obviously, the Rib Shack, because that's one of our favorite hangouts, because they got excellent barbecue. Oh, yeah, and a big shout-out to uh, Tim Del Toro. He's the host of the Grease Guru Show. I think that's what it's called. Anyway, it's a uh, automotive radio show on the Tan Talk Radio Network every Saturday at 10 o'clock. And uh, so if you get a chance, check out the uh, Grease Gurus. They will help you find your inner grease. Another little shout-out goes to a guy that I just met the other day, and it's the uh, Easy Money Pawn and Jewelry Shop. They're down there off of uh, Park Boulevard and Starkey Road. And the reason I brought that up is because, again, I'm always scrounging around looking for vintage guitars and, you know, little other little knickknacks, you know, weird stuff like that. So I bop, popped in there, beady bop, bop, beep, 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 in there. And then I talked to this guy by the name of Phil. So if you want to give him a shout, they got some pretty cool stuff in there. So their number is 727-541-7215, all right? And uh, it's called Easy Money Pawn and uh, Jewelry. They're down there off of, uh, like I said, Park and Starkey. And uh, he, this gentleman, Phil, also is a guitarist, okay? He's also a guitar guy. He runs the store. He's a store manager. But he also gives guitar lessons. So, you know, me being a big guitar fan, um, you might want to check that out. 
And then uh, also, uh, I got a few pieces that I'm having re-chrome for one of my guitars, some little pieces like on the bridge and then where the little whammy bar thing he goes in. So uh, Yoda, believe it or not, that's his name, Yoda, over at uh, Metal Refinishing. Now, you know, we don't think of any places around here that do any chroming. And years ago, there used to be Scott's Chroming and a couple other places and then the place down off of... Uh, 66th Street in Almerton. Most of those places have gone by the wayside due to, you know, environmental issues and stuff like that. But there's actually a place in Tampa that does re-chroming. It's over in Drew Park, and uh, they do a pretty decent job. So check out Metal Refinishers. You know, they can do bumpers and all this stuff. Now, keep in mind, chroming's not cheap. It is. It does get expensive. But, you know, it's, it's due to all this, the, the regulations and stuff involved in the industry. That's one of the reasons why it costs so much. But at least there's somebody here locally in town that can actually do that. And their number is 813-879-1195. And, uh, again, metal refinishers, okay? And um, don't forget to, if you need your shoes fixed, because I'm one of those kind of guys that, uh, you know, I don't like throwing things away, so I always have my shoes resold. So big shout-out to uh, Jason over there at Midway Shoe Repair, and they're down here in Largo on Misery Avenue, or excuse me, Missouri Avenue. <laughs> I say Misery. You know, it's kind of like we're our, our studio's on uh, Myrtle. We always call it Murder for short, right? You know, <laughs> but I was sitting there going, Dad, I can't believe you're saying that. But anyway, no, so, like, uh, beautiful, sparkling Clearwater Parkway. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's what it's called. Okay. Anyway, so uh, give uh, give uh, Midway Shoe Repair a shot down there at seven two seven five eight one two one six six. Now, twelve hour Sebring's coming up next week or next week next month. Carlisle events for you swap meet junkies like myself this weekend at the Sun and Fun Complex over in Lakeland. That's our good friends over there. Carlisle events. Something interesting that's also taking place on Sunday. It's kind of something that's been around for a few years. It's called Das Ren. Treffen. It's in South Miami. It's Porsche thing. So there's a couple hundred cars that's going to be down there, maybe a few more. And you can find them on Instagram. And you can find them on Instagram. That's right. So that's this weekend, and hopefully yours truly will be down there. I'm not sure what I'll be pushing, but I'll be down there somewhere. When I say pushing, you know, pushing like something that I own that doesn't run. And uh, and then, of course, the big event in a couple weeks is the Amelia Island Collector Car Week. Okay, and, of course, that is just an incredible event. We have a gentleman coming in a little bit later, our good friend is going to be coming on in a few minutes, and we're going to be talking about Amelia Island and all the functions that's going on. Because Amelia Island started out 21 years ago, 1996. The first one I went to was 1997. In fact, I went up there with uh, Chris at Lincoln Land, and uh, you hear me talking about Chris at Lincoln Land because I had an old 61 Lincoln, and Chris specializes in vintage Lincolns. And occasionally he's got some Thunderbirds and some other oddball Ford stuff. So anyway, hey, Amelia Island, we're going to be talking about that in a few minutes. Super, super cool weekend. If you've never been there, it has to be on your bucket list. Scottsdale, Amelia Island, Monterey, and SEMA. Those are the ones I talk about. Hey, you're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back.
wait a minute. There's something going on here. And here, and here, that one man and only one man can solve. The world is in turmoil. Frenzied diplomats turn to their computers and come up with the one individual on Earth who can snatch victory from defeat. Flint! Flint! And here he is, the total man. Our man, Flint. James Coburn. Don't let that sleepy look fool you girls. Our man Flint can handle everything. Lives it up like mad. Private barber, personal valet. He fences for breakfast, karate's for lunch, dances for dinner, kisses anytime, visits the most sensational places, and knows just the right thing to do for unexpected company like boss Lee J. Cobb. Lower your hand slowly and smile. What? If he senses hostility towards me, he'll rip you apart now. And when our man Flint discovers a spy like gorgeous Gila Golan close to home, his superb training and instant reflexes take over. You won't believe me. <laughs> you try me. And this is Dr. Schneider. Schneider, the man behind it all. His plot is diabolical, but irresistible. My sole purpose in life is to bring pleasure to my companions. Mention pleasure, and Flint is right on the job. This contains 65 weapons, you know. This has 82 different functions. 83 if you wish to light a cigar. He's as much at home in the Casbah as he is in the boudoir or anywhere else, for that matter. The surprises keep building. The women get wilder. But whatever happens, Flint can handle it. My favorite, Nostalgic Radio and Cards. Okay, we're back, and you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cards. It's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. This gentleman has been a regular on our show year after year after year. He's a good friend. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this evening the founder of the Amelia Island Concourse, Bill Warner. Bill, how you doing? Oh, Robert, I'm tired. Tired? <laughs> we're in crunch now. In crunch, only weeks away. Yeah, tell me about it. I have to think about it every 3 a.m. 
<laughs> every 3 a.m. Now, you know why I played uh, the inline Flint thing? Because, you know, nothing, the 60s were just groovy. You know, that's, that's no yeah. other way to describe it. But uh, James Coburn was a uh, car collector. He was kind of, you was. know, he was in the Ferraris and stuff. Had a Ferrari California Roadster, which I think just sold in a few years ago and somewhere in the 12 to $15 million range. I wonder if he made that much money in his career. <laughs> so, uh, so how you been? And uh, did you get a chance to go to Auto Retro this year? Uh, yeah, Retromobile, yeah. Oh, Retromobile? Uh, Jane and I went over for that. It's, it's fabulous. There were uh, 600 cars under roof. They had a fabulous display of Formula One Ferraris, Grand Prix Ferraris from the 60s in 70s and it's just it's it's on the must do bucket list i mean and you know how bad could paris be it was cold it was wet but the food's great <laughs> and you saw some really cool cars what was exciting over there as far as cars what was because last year was it two years ago whenever it was they had the the ferrari that brought just an you know the, the barn fine california spider that brought an amazing amount of money what was the oh big... yeah yeah the trunk was crunched in the paint was rotten and Brought, I think, $16, $17 million. I mean, it's, it's ludicrous. I went to the auction over there, and stuff that we would consider used cars was bringing huge money. I, uh, I, I, I think I may be too close to the forest to see the trees. I don't know. <laughs> so where do you think it's going to go? I mean, you know, RM's going to be up there in a couple of weeks, and yeah. so is a whole bunch of other auctions. So Yeah. Is I, it... I, think, uh, I think RM's going to do very well. They've got the late uh, Oren... Uh, Smith collection, and uh, it, it it ought to do very very well because he he was a man of exquisite taste. And he had, you know he had a, uh, a supersonic, he had a four twenty seven Cobra, he had Rolls Royces, he had you know early early stuff that was really 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 good. And I think they'll do well with that. They're going to two days, Friday and Saturday. Um, oh, so, they're doing two uh, days. No, Orin has an XKSS Jag that'll probably bring fifteen to twenty million dollars. So. I mean, it's, it's numbers I cannot even identify with, you know. It's it's third-world nation GMPs for cars. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's but now you stop and think about it now. Some of those cars are highly, highly rare cars. The Supersonic that you're talking about, I mean, the Cobra's a little bit more common, but the Supersonic's a rare car, so that's what, $2 million maybe? Something oh, like that? Oh, I think he paid two point six for it, so it's got to be more than that. Oh, really? Uh, well, I say it's got to be more, and it doesn't. Just because someone pays big money for a car doesn't mean it comes up for sale. It gets more money. You know, it's um, I, it's a it's a a time period I I saw once before about 1989, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a new buyer coming in that wants what I call zoomies. They want the you know the F50s, the Enzos. The, there was there was a 95 Turbo Carrera Porsche Cabriolet, and it. I said to a friend of mine, well, it's a used car, you know, 1.3 million euros. Well, there had to be two people in the house that wanted it, but they, they had to be out of their mind. But maybe they know something, I don't know. The younger younger buyer. Hmm, interesting, because uh, I've heard that rumor on the street, you know, when you go, like I was at the Cavallino, and there was a lot of later model Ferraris, and they were talking about how these cars are so valuable now, and, they, and the guy pointed out, clearly says, well, Robert, you know, you guys, you old guys, and I said, well, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, whoa. He says, well, the 40... The 30 to 40 and year old guys with a lot of money, they're buying the cars that they identify with. So if the Lamborghini Countach was on their post, the poster wall, their wall sure. that, when they were a kid, that's what they want. They're paying four, five, six hundred thousand. And if they got a lot of money, you know, they, they don't, they, the younger generation, 
didn't really have to they the way they earned money and accumulated money is different than the way you and I did when we were younger you know and, and I know you're a few yeah. years older than me but you know I still ha- I remember my paychecks were a dollar 18 an hour back in 1972 okay yeah. and yeah. and I so bagged groceries you know back in the 60s and 70s and yeah you know, yeah I had a chance to buy a Porsche RSK Spider in 1968 for $2400 and I was making sixty eight hundred a year, and I could see me going home and telling my wife, "Hey, I just bought this car. We can't drive on the street for twenty four hundred bucks. <laughs> you know, one third of our salary now today. An RSK Spider with history is what two three million dollars. It would have been probably one of the best investments. But you have to think about back then. This was nineteen sixty eight. In nineteen seventy, if someone would have offered you five grand for a car you paid twenty four hundred dollars for, why you just whistle right out of that, dude? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so what other unusual cars were over there at Auto Retro? Oh yeah, last year they had the, there were some other funky looking Delahays, Delages, and some oh, weird yeah, stuff. Oh yeah, always that. And, uh, they Arcturial had their auction there, and RM had their auction, and uh, just uh, there's a little bit of everything uh, at uh, Retromobile. You know, uh, dealers like Fiskin had you know a Ford GT40 Mark III, which is pretty cool. And it's just uh, there's just a lot of great cars out there, and it appears to be a lot of money to buy them. Wow, evidently. All right, so tell us what you got cooking at Amelia Island. This is the 21st year now, right? 22nd. 22nd. 22nd, yeah. Um, well, we got Al Unser Sr. is our honoree, and we'll have all four of the Indy winners. Mm-hmm. And we've got the, the Porsche Indy car, and we've got uh, the 962 he won the Daytona 24-hour with, and one of the IROC cars he won the IROC with. So yeah, we've got about 17 cars of Al Unser Sr. on display. We've got... Um, Cars of the movies. You were playing in like Flint. Right. Uh, we got uh, the James Bond uh, DB5 Aston Martin, the Chevrolet Impala from uh, American Graffiti, the Nart Spider from the Thomas Crown Affair that Faye Dunaway drove, the uh, the Porsche 917 from the movie Le Mans. Uh, we got 11 cars from the movies. That'll be fun. Uh, we're doing Streamliners. We got the Spirit of Rhett. The fastest single-engine car ever to run at Bonneville, 417 miles an hour, driven by Charlie Nierberg. Uh, the car is like 30 inches wide and 40 feet long. If you try to turn it, it usually tips over, so they've made a special uh, cradle to get the car on the field. Uh, we've got uh, Jocko's Dragster, the first full-bodied dragster from Don Garlitz. We've got the Sumar Special, the only full-bodied Indy car. We've got the K&K Dodge, which set speed records at Bonneville and Daytona. We got the Streamline Birdcage Maserati from Le Mans with a low nose and a long tail. We got the Mercedes 540K and the Oldsmobile Aerotech. So that class is going to be really cool. Uh, we're doing D Jags. We've got uh, 13 D Jags and three XKSSs, which began life as D type Jaguars. And, and we got the two Le Mans winners one coming from the Netherlands, one coming from California, the 56 and 57 Le Mans winners. And then, you know, our normal, oh, we're doing the cars of Brumos Racing. We have 14 Brumos cars. We're doing Porsche 718 Spiders from the 550 through the RS61. That'll be something there for everybody. Wow, wow, wow. You know, Bill, when you when you plan these events, how long, I mean, you, you kind of like sit around, and I, I know the, the event will be over, so shortly after the event's over, you kind of take a little break. And then how far in advance do you start planning, you know, the next oh, event? We've already started on 18. Started on 18 already. Yeah. So yeah, we've, we've already got our, our themes, and uh, we'll pin down our honoree this, this week. 
And then we'll take uh, two weeks off, kind of not really two weeks off, because we're mopping up, we're collecting bills, we're going through, you know, problems that existed. You know, that, that, this thing, it, it, when you get 300 cars on the field, you're going to have something. Monday morning, somebody's going to call and complain about something. You didn't look at my car, or it was the greatest car in the world, and you, you missed this, missed that. You know, so you've got to address those problems. Um, when you're dealing with somebody's car and, and it doesn't win something, it's like telling them their mother's ugly or their, <laughs> their daughter wears combat boots, you know. So I have to deal with that. And, uh, you know, no good deed goes unpunished. I gotcha, I gotcha. So, and how many awards are going to be given out this year? Ooh, about, a, about 120. 120? Yeah. Man, and how many classes? 40. 40 classes. Okay, so that's three awards for each one. And then, of course, yeah, plus the corporate awards. Plus the corporate awards. Yeah. Now, you know what the thing that amazes me every year is you have all the judges line up, and there's a lot. How many judges do you have? 115. How do you remember their names? Uh, Robert, it's, to be honest, it's becoming harder. You know, I'm 74 years old, and I try to do I, I do that all without notes. And at this age, it's getting rougher. There's going to be a time when I just won't be able to do it. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what, every year I am totally amazed because not only do you remember their names, but they're like a short bio on each one, too. I mean, it's incredible. Uh, their hometown and their job, you know, like if we have like Wayne Cherry from Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, uh-huh. right? retired vice president of design General Motors Corporation. You know, you, you, you've got to give a little bit of tidbit of why those folks are there. You know, uh-huh. why are they important to judging? <clears throat> and uh, a concourse is a much as much about design as it is anything else, you know. And, and uh, some shows forget that that uh, it is about design and presentation, provenance, and, and restoration. So there are a lot of factors that go into picking best in show or best in class. Well, you have like uh, um, uh, Ed Welburn; he's there all the yeah. time. Wayne Cherry's there, like you yeah. said. Uh, Jack Talnack. Uh, uh, Jack's on on vacation this year, but uh, Ralph Gills. From Chrysler. Okay. Um, uh, uh, Grant Larson, head of design, exterior design at Porsche. Okay. Um, let's see. Gordon Wagner, who's head of design at Mercedes-Benz. Oh, wow. But then again, we got our experts uh, on the technical side of it. Jens Walter, head of Porsche, uh, Porsche Competition in North America. And uh, Alvin Springer, who started Andial Racing. Right. And they'll be judging the Porsches. Well, who better to judge them than the guys that built them, for crying out loud? Well, heck, yeah. And Jack Atkinson, who was a, a, a crew chief at, at Brumos, will be doing the Brumos cars. And, you know, in some cases, it's very hard. It's like picking your your favorite child, but, you know, you got to do it. Wow, that is incredible. That's incredible. The cars, the ones, are. can you reveal a little bit? In other words, let's say, for example, you know, I mean, it isn't. Tell us, in other words, the concourse. It is to to be able to bring a car to a concourse mm-hmm. that has the stature of Amelia Island. The cars, if they win an award, let alone compete, um, it creates provenance for those cars. Correct? Yeah, it does. Uh, I, I would imagine, you know, with Pebble Beach and Amelia Island, if you win Best in Show there, it, it increases the, uh, the the value of the car. Um, it's um, something you can't ignore. It, it happened, you know, because it's gone through critical judging. Um, Pebble Beach does a little bit more in-depth. You know, they do a points judging. I, I don't believe in points judging. I believe in having the people there who really know their work. They don't have to do points judging. They know what's right and what's wrong. Um, 
There, you know, there's there's a lot of cars out there that are made up of parts or assemblages of others, and and you really got to do your job in vetting these things out to make sure what you're getting is 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 legit. The last thing you want to do is choose a car for a major award that that's a bogus car. So let me expand on that a little bit, because yeah. so for example, your judges. Are they there? Because, like, from my in my world, when we do appraisals, I'm there to look at what you present me, and is the car as described? Okay, yeah. I do not authenticate because I really can't. Because I know from experience that, particularly with handbuilt cars, there's really no rhyme or reason why certain things were done. Because at the time, they did whatever they had to do to facilitate to to complete the car, especially if it was a special custom coach work. So, so when you talk about Pebble being a point system. Uh, or Winter Park, which they use the point system as well. Yours is done more on having the guys who really know the cars and more or less along the lines of authenticating the cars? Yeah, and, you know, that's very, very, very difficult. Um, I have a friend who will go nameless today who has a, a cord, and he recently found out that, you know, it was an assemblage of parts. It was found as a body and assembly, and it wasn't represented that way when he bought it. Now, the 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 problem goes the older the cars are the more the chances of some sort of story about the, a, a storied car and um it's it's difficult we try to vet the cars out the best we can but in some cases the clubs are better at doing it in other words the national corvette restorer society or or the porsche club of america or or the orbancourt duesenberg club club when they vet a car they'll take you know Two hours to go through a car. Well, we don't have two hours to go through a car, and a Concorde is about style and presence, and, and so it, we try to vet it before it gets on the field. And if we know something about the car that the judges should know, it's in their judging book. You know that this car was taken apart. The chassis was found in Argentina. It had a Chevy V8 in it, but now it's back to what it was. But the motor isn't the same. It's the correct motor, but it's not the one that came in it. So that they have a little bit of a guidance when they get out there, um, it, it's it, it isn't easy. And point judging—if you go strictly by points judging—it can be a nightmare. You can pick a. And you know, I was at a show one time where a Mercedes-Benz 190SL scored a higher point than a Horsch uh, Special Cabriolet. Well, you know, that should never happen. <laughs> and and uh, they gave first prize to a 190SL. I mean, the guy with the horse, I don't know, when taillight didn't work. You've got to take a horse, which is a fabulously gorgeous, classic 1937 at its best, and not give it an award because it's brake light doesn't work or something along that line. I mean, it, it, no, you're not. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna factor in the provenance and the design of the car. You know, 190SL to me is, yeah, it's all right, but it's, it's no great shakes. It's not a hork or a uh, no, or a or or what's the other car I'm thinking of that's of that era. There was like a Maybach or something like that, yeah. or a Steyr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and what, that's car? where your the judging expertise has to come into play. Mm-hmm. They have to understand that that if you say, okay, if it's a hundred point car, it's going to win. Well, you could have a hundred point checker marathon up against a ninety nine point Duesenberg SJ, and if you went by points, you know, you give it to the checker marathon. <laughs> you can't do that. You have to understand what's going on. Oh, um, the 
I, I mentioned earlier that uh, there's an event taking place. Now, you probably won't be able to go because you got to scramble, but there's an event taking place down in South Florida. It's called Das Rentreffen, and it's a Porsche mm-hmm. event. Are you familiar with that? I just found I, out about I that. I am not, but the Porsche Club of America is going to have 600 cars at their event on Friday on Amelia Island. So okay. That, that's an official. Uh, PCA event? Yeah. It's like the works reunion like they have out in California? It's exactly what it is, yeah. Okay. All right. Who was instrumental in getting that over here to uh, Amelia Island? Uh, the the uh, PCA, uh, excuse me, the PCA. PCA, okay. Manny well. Alban, I guess, is the guy who's doing it. And, Super. Are you going to be know, able to It's a get... nice addition to the island. Yeah. Um, the only thing is we're, we're outgrowing the island. We don't, not enough rooms. What rooms are there? You have to sell your firstborn child to stay in a minute. It <laughs> angers me. Um, I've talked to the hotel association and the condo association they just smile at me and say we hear you we hear you i said you may hear me but you're not listening people don't want to pay 600 to 1400 dollars a night you know that, that angers me it angers me a lot and um We're- we've got to bring some sanity yeah, it is well look what's happening in monterey i mean you go out there and the, the motel six is 400 dollars a night yeah i can stay cheaper in monterey than i can stay on amelia island Oh really? Well, there yeah. are there are more rooms in Monterey, so I will say yeah. that. Yeah, there are. All right. So, from your perspective, you've you've created this amazing, amazing event, Amelia Island, and look what it's evolved into. Where do you see the future of Amelia Island? You know, I wish I knew. Um, I didn't see the future of it back twenty two years ago. Um, it's a. Um, and and you because you, you alluded to we're outgrowing the island, so. Yeah. Where do you think, I mean, and then the following week, after Milan, they have the vintage races, which are there, which we've yeah. talked about that for years and years and years, which is a, a great asset, but it's a week later. Yeah. Well, you don't want anything on top of each other. That's true. That's true. You know, the only problem, they got it the same weekend as Sebring, so it splits people between Sebring and Amelia Island. I, I drove in it last year. I had a good time. Mm-hmm. It's a great little circuit. It's got only one flaw in it where two runways cross. It's, it's crested pretty good and puts a real hammer to the to the suspension, so I suggested they move the the chicane down to right at the crossover so you're at a lower speed when you go over it, and uh, they did that. Okay. Uh, but it's got a couple of real sweeping, fast, you know, flat-out third-gear corners, and it's got a, uh, a 180 where if you plant the car just right, you stick your foot in it, and it just sweeps around. And, uh, yeah, I had a good time. How fast can you get up to on that course, and how long is it? Ooh, my car probably 135. On, uh, some of the bigger cars, they'll they'll push 160, 165. So how long's the course? I think it's two two 2.4 miles. Oh, that's a nice. That's a good size. Yeah, that's a good size. You're out there for a minute and a half, two minutes. Yeah, that's about right. And of course, they raced on it back in the 60s. Oh, so you it's know. the exact same layout? No, similar. Similar. Okay. Uh, there have been changes in the rules by the FAA, and they require one runway stay open at all times, so they had to kind of reroute around that so they uh-huh. could maintain the open runway. Okay. Uh, back in the old days, you know, they didn't care. They just shut the whole airport and raced on it. But <laughs> now now there's the rules and regs. The rules and regs. Okay. Speaking of which, now, so Hurley Haywood's going to be up there. He's also yep. a... Uh, uh, a, a noted uh, uh, dignitary up there, let's just say. Is he doing his rides, his drives like he always oh, does? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. the Navy, see, last year at the Navy base, we couldn't use runways because they had resurfaced mainside and they had to leave Mayport open as an emergency runway. Well, that's all done now, so they've given us the full length. I mean, it's 8,000 lineal feet, so Hurley will be given e-ticket rides. So. 
in Porsches. Well, that's something I always wanted to sign up for. Maybe one of these days I'll uh, I'll catch my time. Yeah, so what if, else? You've, if you've never been 200 miles an hour, this is your opportunity. Here's <laughs> your opportunity. Well, I'll tell you what. The greatest thrill of my life really was, and I, and I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Peter Sontag of uh, of uh, fast fast lane travel, but yeah. in, he's he's the one that does the, uh, the trips to the factory. Well, in eighteen eighty one, I went over there with him uh, as an I was kind of helped work out because I speak German, so I went along as an interpreter, and uh, I had the opportunity of riding in a nine. We drew straws. Get this, we drew straws. I got to ride in a nine thirty five with Hans Hermann on the Weissach test track. That'd be cool. That was cool because he didn't slow down when that uh, at, at that hairpin at the other end with the little little discs are on the track up there. So yeah. that that was pretty amazing. So uh, that's that's that that was that was an honor. And uh, is he going to be there this year, Hans Hermann? Hans Hermann, no. No. Are you talking about Hans Hermann or Hans Stuck? Hans Hermann, the factory yeah. Porsche test driver. No, or race uh-huh. car driver. God, he's got to be eighty-five years old now. Yeah. Well, I I thought he was at one of your events a couple of years ago, though, wasn't he? No. Hans Stuck was, but Stuck not Hans was. Herman. Yeah. This year we got Jochen Moss, Hurley Haywood, Brian Redmond, Vic Elford, Derek Bell. Um, I got to think more. Um, Don Garlitz, you know. Okay. Yeah, all our heroes. All the heroes, that's right. Tell us about some of the seminars, because I was reading somewhere that you're doing one on Japanese cars. and Yeah, I guess Adam we're, Pro- we're the first show, I think, that featured Japanese cars. It's very exciting. We've got the first. Japanese car to win Le Mans, the Mazda 787B. We got the first Japanese car to win Sebring, which is the Nissan the, uh, ZX. Uh, we've got the first car to win Daytona, uh, first Japanese car to win Daytona, uh, which is the Gurney Eagle Toyotas. Um, today, we just found out that we're going to get, and this is exciting for me, uh, you know, I'm old, so I remember this. The 1965 Mexican Grand Prix winner, the Honda Richie Genthers, which is the first Japanese car to win a major event on the world stage. So, and hopefully, we're working right now to get the Indy Honda, the car that won Indy last year, uh, have the, the Alpha and the Omega of Honda Grand Prix cars. You know, the Grand uh, Honda race cars, the Grand Prix car from '65 and the Indy car from this year. Wow, the movie that James Garner did. Um, back in, I can't remember the name of it now. It was in 1968. Did that have something to do with that? Because that was a Honda race car, or they? Uh, that was, yeah, that was Grand Prix. Grand Prix. Uh, it was a pseudo Honda. I forget what name they created for the car. Yeah, and he he was driving. It was it was kind of a play on that semi uh, accurate play on what happened back then. You mm-hmm. know, Richie Ginther was a great great development driver. Drove for Ferrari and everything else, and his career was kind of waning. They and Honda was looking for somebody who was experienced who could develop a car, and Richie Ginther was great at that. He knew how to set up cars. And he came in, and, you know, Honda was was struggling. They were coming out of the motorcycle business in the Grand Prix racing, and, and Richie Ginther, you know, gave them their win at Mexico. Wow. That's, David uh, Hobbs drove the, uh, the the Honda and also did uh, John Surtees. Oh, John Surtees on that, too. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. Well, I'll tell you what, Bill, nobody puts together uh, a group of amazing race cars. And so, you know what it makes it really cool is the fact that you were there, you saw those cars, you were out doing photography, you did some, you know, some writing and stuff. So that's, for you, it's got to be a lot of fun. Well, it, it is. Uh, you know, I don't know how many more years I'll be able to do this. When you get to be 74, 75 years old, your your use-by date is coming up, you know, pretty soon. And, uh, uh, you know, a new a new regime will have to come in and... and They'll 
they'll do newer things that they remember. You know, it's always a, it's about uh, pleasant memories and, and history that you live through. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I I wonder where a lot of this stuff is going. The other night, and, and uh, I'll probably offend somebody by saying this, but I went to the Motorsports Hall of Fame opening of the Robert Peterson Theater at, at uh, NASCAR's Experience. It was wonderful. I mean, the place is fabulous. And the sponsors were uh, Mazda, Toyota, Honda. I said, there wasn't an American manufacturer sponsoring there. I said, ooh, that, that, I had a hard time with that because NASCAR is inherently Ford, Chevrolet, an all-American deal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I remember when you'd, you'd go to a NASCAR race and you'd have, you know, Bobby Isaacs in the K&K Dodge, Richard Petty in the Plymouth, uh, uh, David Pearson in the Mercury, you know, Bobby Allison in the Ford. Uh, 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 Chevrolet. Bobby Allison in the Chevy Monte Carlo. You know, there were uh, uh, Dale Yarborough in the, in the Oldsmobile. See, you had Oldsmobile, Buick, Chevrolet, all these marks. Uh, uh, Ford, Mercury, Chrysler, Dodge, uh, Plymouth. And now it's uh, it's down to what I call jelly bean cars. You know, they're all the same shape. The rules require them to fit the certain uh, uh, parameters. It's great racing. Don't get me wrong. It's terrific racing. But the number of cars out there is, is, is dwindled down to, you know, just three three makes, three or four makes. Well, I'm going to say this, and this will probably offend some people too, but the same things happen with IndyCar. So basically, those of us that are purists, and you, you're in that category as well, yeah. we perceive it as, you know what it is? It's big money spec racing. It is spec racing. Uh, it's good racing. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. It's some of the best racing around. But innovation has been thrown out. You know, the Can-Am. Yeah, you had all sorts oh, of things. Yeah. You know, Milt Minner showed up with a Can-Am car. that had four motorcycle engines, one on each corner. It didn't work, you know. <laughs> and years ago with the Indy cars, you know, Parnelli Jones shows up with the STP turbine, right? Yeah. That was exciting. That, but uh, And Jim Hall with his car, the sucker oh, car. Chaparral 2J. Yeah. Yeah, it was a... Uh, uh, it, it was a, a a playground or a laboratory for uh, for experimentation, and uh, r- racing is a uh, an, uh, an entertainment sport now. It's, a, it's more about entertainment than it is innovation. That's sad. Well, Bill, where's well, it's the, sad for us? It's sad for Maybe us. Maybe the younger audience. That's what they want. You know. But you know what? We always have vintage racing. So there. Yeah. We have our old cars. We can go buzz around on a track. Yeah. So that's that's a good thing. Well, Bill, we're out of time again, but I want to thank you very much for coming on the uh, show this evening again, as usual. And one of these days, I'd like to get you on just like maybe mid-year. So let's just talk about cars in general, just, uh, you know, kick around some some topics and stuff like that. But why don't you go ahead and plug Amelia Island real quick. Tell everybody, tell our listeners how they can find out about it. They can go on uh, org, and all the information there, March 10th, 11th, and 12th. And uh, pray for good weather. And, uh, Robert, I want to thank you for having me on again. Okay. Well, we look forward to being there. We thank you very much for coming on the show. And uh, you're a great friend, and you've done a great job. And keep up the good work and live long and prosper, as they say. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> All right. I want to thank my special guest this evening, Bill Warren. Bill, take care, and I'll see you up there in a couple weeks. Thanks, Robert. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bobby, we got a new pizza joint that we were going to talk about a little bit. Where's this place opening up? Because our good friend, Radio Rob... Uh, just told us about this new place that's opening up on Highland. Do you know the name of it offhand by any chance? Nope. nope. And <laughs> on Highland between 
Bel Air Road and Radio Rob's going to call it. He's going to tell us what it Bel-Air is. Bel Air Road we're, we're and it. yeah, it's off Highland someplace. And, yep, yeah, and it's Highland, just north of yep. Rosary Road. So there's a new piece of joint. Um, we're going to go over there. And, and gonna, they say the the parking lot's packed, so you can't miss it then. We can't miss it then. Okay, so we're going to go check that out. Hey, uh, what else we got going on? Okay, so we had Bill Warner on. Remember again, I tell you guys, bucket list shows: Scottsdale, Amelia Island, Monterey. And SEMA. Okay. Hey, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com. Don't forget if you missed any past shows, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And tell your friends every Tuesday night for the most fascinating and legendary names in motorsports right here on the Tantalk Radio Network. See you at some of the car shows. Carlisle events this weekend and Dosh Sleffen. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater. FM 106.1. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills. FM 104.3. Listen. Listen.